0: Hello, listeners. I'm so sorry for the delay in posting an episode. Luckily, nothing bad has happened. I've just been super, super busy. So I genuinely apologize. I'm going to make this episode ad free. So let's get started. So we are going to pretend that it is valentine's day and that it wasn't a couple weeks ago Um, this story has been on my list for a while and what's crazy to me is that in february of 2021 this case actually got solved so this was on my list as like an unsolved mystery and now it is solved i've noticed with most unsolved situation the most boring or i suppose practical outcome is usually the resolution to the case Though, this doesn't mean that we have all the answers right now. We have some, we have a lot more than we started with, but not every single part of this is answered. So I do kind of want to preface this episode by talking about our topic, Valentine's Sally, as if it was before the year that we got the information. Personally, I just find it more satisfying being presented as a mystery before knowing the reality. And in a way, it's kind of fun to put on your detective hat for a little bit and think about the clues presented and then actually figure out what really happened. So this story takes place originally on February 14th, 1982, hence the name. And a female body was found outside of Flagstaff, Arizona, just off of Interstate 40, which is the major highway. So the body was actually found accidentally by a police officer who was looking for a car tire that I assume must have fallen off of someone's car on the highway and happened to stumble across those remains. In my research, I couldn't quite find a reason why they called her Valentine Sally instead of something like Valentine Jane or Valentine Jane Doe, but if you figure it out or know, you should definitely feel free to let me know. It was presumed that the girl was around age 15 or 16, and the autopsy revealed that she died about two weeks before she was found, though the cause of death was unable to be determined. She was found wearing a striped sweater and designer Seasons Jeans, Seasons being the brand, and a size 36C bra was found nearby. The jeans had torn belt loops, which indicated she'd been dragged, and approximately 25 feet off the roadway to the tree under which she was found. She was between 5'5 and 5'6 and approximately weighed 120 pounds. She had straight, shoulder-length strawberry blonde hair and a healed scar on the front of her right thigh. As I said before, with the remains, they found a sweater, specifically red and white striped. An officer showed the photo of the sweater to a waitress named Patty Wilkins at the nearby truck stop, which was about 15 miles away. She actually recognized it and remembered the girl who came in wearing that. If I could give Wilkins, the waitress, a gold star, I would. She claimed that normally if a young girl came into the truck stop and appeared to be a runaway, she would call the sheriff's office, and definitely if she thought that something was suspicious. Though this time, she believed that the particular girl was with a male relative. She described the young woman as wearing these designer jeans with a red and white striped sweater and a blue jacket that came into the cafe in the early morning hours of Thursday, February 4th. She was accompanied by a white male, about 60 years old, and about 5'9 or 5'10. He was wearing a brown leather vest and cowboy hat decorated with feathers. The waitress said that she seemed very comfortable with this gentleman. She even pulled the girl aside and asked if she was okay. She also asked if she wanted to stay here or leave with him, and the girl said, no, I'll go with him. Now, of course, we know the thing about Stockholm Syndrome, so it's kind of hard to tell, but at least the waitress did the right thing. Wilkins also observed that the man ordered breakfast, but the young woman really just asked for aspirin. She complained of a toothache and was holding her left jaw with her hand. The waitress said she remembered specifically because she went looking for aspirin for the girl in her own purse. The police took this information and actually had a first lead, a girl that was missing from Florida, but eventually she was found alive and that kind of put the story back at square one. After checking back with the coroner, Wilkins' description actually helped immensely. This became a viable lead because one of Sally's lower left molars was drilled open for a root canal about a week before she died, but the work was not completed, so it makes sense that she would have been experiencing significant pain in her left jaw. With this information, it's almost clear that the girl that came into the truck stop that Wilkins saw was the same girl. Despite this amazing information, years and years went on and no one could figure out who Valentine Sally really was. In 2014, a forensic artist decided to create a new facial reconstruction from Valentine Sally's skull. The modern technology of a DNA test was also not available at the time of her disappearance. But now, DNA tests are amazing. They can solve so many crimes. The problem is they are really expensive. Eventually, there was enough funding so that the test could be conducted, and they ended up finding a familial match in the St. Louis area. It was found that the family members had a sibling who ran away from home around Christmas time in 1981. To confirm her identity, DNA samples from other relatives were taken, and they matched the DNA profile from Valentine Sally. Again, this information is new as of 2021. We now have a name. Valentine Sally's identity is Carolyn Eden. The Eden family released a statement, and I'm going to quote it here. We want to thank CCSO and Detective Short and the countless men and women who have worked tirelessly for 39 years on Carolyn and our family's behalf. Carolyn is much loved and profoundly grieved by all of us that knew her during her short time on Earth, and know now that she is safely home in heaven with our parents. We as a family need to absorb this news and would ask that those who demonstrated compassion and empathy for a young teen they never met except that our family is requesting privacy as we move through the healing process." End quote. They also were able to let the waitress Patty Wilkins know and she was so glad to hear this news. She said that it weighed down on her for so many years and she really felt a connection to the case considering the circumstances. The mystery that still remains though is who did it. We really don't have a definite answer, but people have assumed that it was probably a truck driver. This is because the stretch of interstate where she was found was a long incline where trucks would frequently pull over and stop to cool their brakes. If her body was transported there in the cab of a semi, no one would have been suspicious of a truck driver being pulled over in the area. They said that maybe this could be something serial, but they really don't have any concrete information for that. Unfortunately, we don't know, and we might not ever know, but at least now we know who Valentine Sally is, Carolyn Eden. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Again, I'm sorry it took a while, but I'm glad that I at least got this episode out in February, and I know this is the last day of February, but I tried my best. All right, thank you, and hopefully next time the episode will come a lot sooner.